So you're opposed to hard work, which I respect. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not I'm clearly not opposed to doing the work. Uh, it's the phrase hard work that I, I have a problem with. And I think it's the focus on the word hard and the way it's said. It, it, it sort of pushes you towards the idea that work should be arduous. It should be difficult. It should in, induce some degree of suffering. And unless it does those things, it isn't really work. And you're not truly virtuous unless you subject yourself to this whole thing of it being hard. And uh, I just think it's a really unhelpful way of thinking about work. And actually, certainly for myself, I, I, I find it a bit of an inhibitor. And it's probably got embedded in my psyche so that I'm thinking, oh, I need to do this, this hard work. I need to do this task. I need to do these things. Not only that, but I should make sure that I do plenty of them, that my job should be mostly made up of, of hard things. And by doing lots of hard work, lots of difficult, arduous, uncomfortable work, that I don't really enjoy when I'm doing it particularly, maybe, um, that's how I'm contributing optimally. Because if I do easy things that are fun and just come easily to me, well, that's probably being lazy. That's probably taking the easy path. That's probably not doing the stuff that really needs to be done. I'm, I'm picking and choosing the, the soft, lovely bits and not actually tackling the stuff that really needs to get done. And yet, certainly towards the latter end of my, my employed career, um, I started to think that's, that's nonsense. And what really sort of helped me a lot in getting to where I am now, whether that's the right position or not, but uh, where I am, is that book I've talked about before, the uh, Mihai Sikseng Mihai book, Flow, and Being in Flow. And the idea of flow being the ideal state in lots of ways, but, but in particular in terms of work, where you're doing something and you're really on top of your game and it's a challenge. There's no doubt about that. But you've got skills where you can you can meet that challenge. You probably got to keep yourself focused, maybe push yourself a bit. But when you get in the zone, which is another way of talking about it, it's a great feeling. So great that you want to do it again. Yeah. And it really opened my eyes when I came across that because I thought, actually, if I could work like that most of the time, I think I would work better because I would want to do it and I would put more into it. I'd put, and I'd put a lot more positivity into it. So it really did make me reflect on the whole idea of, of hard work. And in fact, uh, as you know, one of the things I did when I discovered the flow book was I used it to make a significant career decision because I was at a pivot point. I was working for a large uh, company. My job had gone away and uh, I needed to decide where to go. I was offered the chance to apply for two posts, which I knew I was strongly positioned for. But I did a f what I call a flow analysis where I looked at the job descriptions and asked how much of the work that's involved in these jobs would fall into what I would regard as flow type activities, things where I really would feel on top of it. And how much falls outside into non-flow. So it's pretty much grind, let's call it that. And it, roughly speaking, it was about 80% grind, 20% flow for both roles. And then I looked at uh, the opportunity that was before me to leave and go out on my own and do some stuff that I become had come to really enjoy, which is chiefly around the communications and, and podcasting. And it was the other way around. It was 80% flow, 20% grind. 
and given that there has to be grind in every every role, I think, in every activity. So I said, okay, I'm going to leave and and go down the the majority flow path. Did you have to give yourself permission to look at it in that way? That is to say, here are a couple of opportunities and they're too grindy for your tastes. You're, you're not looking to put that much of a grind in. But because of the way that the company was set up or your career was set up, you felt like that was something you should take on. That was like a reasonable, whether society expected it or your family expected it or you expected it, that you should take one of these grindy positions. So was that a hard was that a hard decision for you? It wasn't a hard decision, and I have to say I was hugely privileged in the position that I was in because taking the option to say I'm going to go down the the, the flow path and leave uh, was hugely cushioned because I got I got a very good severance package. So that helped me enormously, and um, and I know other people have had to make similar decisions and they haven't had that luxury. So that that was a uh, was a huge privilege, although. Longer term, I knew I was cutting myself off from very significant revenue streams. Um, the two roles that I was being offered were better paid than a role I had been in. But also, I, I up to that point, I'd also been in a, a temporary role uh, where I had had a lot of flow, which is what made me think I want to carry on doing this. I don't want to go back to how I used to be two, three years before, where uh, it was mostly grind. Uh, you asked about... Uh, those around me, the environment around me, uh, friends and family, um, and and other colleagues, uh, family were fine about it. They said, "Yeah, okay, you know, you need to you need to go the path you need to go down." I did get some rather quizzical looks from people in work, though, who sort of said, "Really, are you okay? Have you burned out? <laughs> are you, you know you're unwell? Do you need to just take some time off to recover and then come back?" You know, not quite said in those words, but sort of, "Are you mad?" You know, because it would the, these new roles were promotion. The organisation was going in a dynamic new way, and you're cutting yourself from off, off from all that. So there was some pressure to do that. There was some pressure there to sort of stay conventional, stick with the the path I'd been on for thirty years. But at the time, it was easy to resist, and even now, I don't regret the decision at all. It was the right decision for me. But to come back to the point about about where this fits in with hard work, there was a, a I had a colleague, female colleague, who uh, was also well positioned for the two roles that I talked about, and when I told her, she was one of the people that was surprised and said, "Really, you don't you don't want to go for one of these? You'd be great at this one or that one." And I said, "No, no, I don't want to do it." And uh, I said, "You know, you, you you do it. You know, pretty much leaves the field open for you because we were the two main candidates," and. It, I talked with her about it and talked about what the role was. And the point was, if she didn't do a flow analysis in the same way, I sort of did it on the fly when I was talking to her. But the results were completely the other way around for her. She loved the grind bit. She loved all the stuff that was I would find really difficult and arduous. That was her flow. So that was the right decision for her. And as a consequence, those jobs wouldn't have been hard work in the sense of than being arduous. I know for a fact she, because she did get one of the roles and she did very well and she put huge amounts of effort and time into it, but she was great and she loved it. She really enjoyed it. That's excellent. Now, does it matter that people use this phrase hard work? 
uh, or am I just being fussy? I think it does matter. I think it does because I think it just sets a tone about about what work should be and it stops a conversation about how work could be. And it stops people, as you say, giving themselves permission to say, is it okay for me to choose a path that takes me to a job, takes me to work that I just love every day? Yeah, there's this phrase uh, that you, you know, there's an aphorism about if you find something you love, you'll never work again. And, and people chuckle about it. But I think it's true. I think if you can find that, is it possible for everybody? No, unfortunately, I, I don't think it is. Is it possible for everybody to look at possibilities that might take them down that path? Yeah, of course it is. And if you can, I would say do try. Do try if you can, no matter what your circumstances. There, you may well find that whatever it is and whatever level you're at in your life or in your career or in your abilities or skill sets, that there may be bits which are just so much more fun still worthwhile still doing good work but where doing the work won't feel hard it continues to amaze me that you can take a look at a piece of work or a job or something like that and you get so many different evaluations about the proportion of grindiness and flowiness that comes from that position Mm. there's a real temptation to think that the way that one individually evaluates a position, like you did, to say, well, this role is basically 80% grind and 20% flow. Mm -hmm. There's a real temptation to think that most people, yeah, they might not have those exact numbers, but everyone's going to agree that most of this job is a grind. Mm -hmm. And it might be 60% for some, and it might be 95% for others. And that's just wrong. There, there are people out there that say, I would love to get up, I would dance into work, and I would do this. This is like 95% flow. Mm-hmm. And they're so enthusiastic, and they're so authentic, and they're so honest when they say that. And I look at them and I say, you've got to be either kidding or crazy to think that this is fun. But they, but they're legit. It's 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 their legitimate uh, opinion. So it's a very very personal thing, and it it always surprises me how radically different people can look at the same opportunity and come up with such different conclusions. Mm-hmm. I think that's something really important to keep in mind. Mm. It really is the case that one person's grind is another person's flow. Yeah, but. Some paths you just know, I think, that you don't want to take. And then it's best to just be honest about it. Mm-hmm. And even the paths you want to take, I would argue that hard work is involved. You don't mind it because you're in a flow state and you go further than you ordinarily would. But there is still tremendous effort that is required there. Mm-hmm. So I think that when you're in a flow state, you are performing hard work. You are exerting effort. You yeah. are developing your skills, all of that. Yeah. But it's just sort of like the the high that you get from this flow state. Now, I'm just making things up now, so apologies to everyone who has studied this. But you're in the flow state, so you don't notice how much effort you're putting forth. Uh, I think but you- that's hard work. 
I think you've put your finger exactly on why flow is such a useful way of looking at this. It's exactly right. You do need to elevate yourselves to the point where you really are performing at a high level, and that takes a lot to get there, a huge amount of input from from an individual. But the point is, if you do it in a way that brings all those things together so you get flow, it just allows you to, to get there more easily, you could say, uh, and to sustain yourself at that level for longer and to feel good about wanting to go back in. And that's one of the things, one of the, the defining criteria of whether or not you're in flow, whether something you do gives you flow, is once you've finished it and you feel tired and, and maybe pleased with with what you've done even if you haven't succeeded you felt you did you did a good job and you want to go back and do it again and i mean i think back to you know i think back to to uh, the days when we were we were in teams developing drugs and do you remember the thing that used to be commonly said about people who led those big drug projects you'd get physicians who aspired to lead a product all the way to market and they would get involved in in that and it was a really, really tough path. And a common story you would hear was that people would do it, they would do it well, they would be successful, and then the last thing they ever wanted to do was do another one. Yeah. That was so common. And they would, yeah. want, they would prefer to try and use the experience and skills that they'd acquired in leading that successful project in some other way maybe coaching others or to go off in some other direction completely. And the organization had a real problem saying, well, look, you know, Bill or Sarah, you did an amazing job on product A, and now we'd like you to take product B. And they'd say, nah, not going to do it. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. From my aspect of the business, my skills group, there was one particular activity that was generally recognized as the most stressful part of the drug development cycle Hmm. and it required a lot of overtime and it required a lot of demands on people and it was only one part of the cycle but it was a period of say six months nine months i was able to go through it a few times and really got to see some people shine during this period yeah hitting that flow state and, and really really performing at, at the limits of their capabilities and, and even beyond. You know, the real growth was happening. Mm. And some of the people that I worked with, once they did it once, they never wanted to do it again. Yeah. But at the end of all of it, as you were congratulating people and you're talking and said, boy, this was really great. It was such a pleasure to work for you. I had an unusually high number of people that said, you know, Kurt, I don't know what the future holds, but if one of these comes up again, could you give me a call? Because it was, they were like engaged and they were in flow and their work really meant something. They could directly see that. Mm. And that was really important to them. Mm. So it kind of cuts both ways, I think. Yeah. 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 And I think that's the, the difference there is that that particular situation that you're talking about is probably well organized. The team was well put together and the whole thing facilitated people to be in flow, even though they were at a huge amount of pressure. That's and, exactly right. And, yeah. and quite often, it actually, that's one of the defining criteria for flow is that you do have to be under pressure. There's, there's a sort of curve that you can you can draw, which is the, the, the challenge of the problem that you're facing, the, the task that you're undertaking and skill levels. 
and there's a sort of rising um, channel that you need to stay within because if the problem is way too hard for the skills and experience that you've got then you're going to find it stressful or if the problem is 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 low on your skill set and you've got far more than it takes to do you're going to be bored so flow is is where you get particularly on that edge at the top edge of the channel where maybe your skills are only just in certain situations enough to to uh, allow you to achieve what you need to achieve but you can and and as a result of maybe stretching yourself just a little bit outside your current envelope you grow so and it sounds as though that's what was happening in 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 that situation the people that i was talking about who didn't want to go back again is they had too much where they were uh, the wrong side of that channel they were too it was too high up and they had maybe had too much or it was just too stressful and they just weren't getting flow out of it. Uh, yeah. They were genuinely having to undertake a great deal of hard work in the way that I'm decrying the term. It was arduous, it was difficult, it was stressful. And even though they, they, they won the prize at the end, they didn't say, wow, that was amazing. I feel so energized and, and uh, improved and developed and I now feel so strong I could do another one. It didn't. It exhausted them. It, it really yeah. drained them completely. And they knew they'd grown and they knew they'd developed, but they, they didn't want to go back. So some did. There were some people, one person in particular I can think of, she's done extremely well. She put herself through it several times, and she's done extremely well out of it. And, and uh, I'm, I'm very impressed at what she did. She was, a, she was a peer of mine at one time, and she's really gone on to do great things. But uh, it was a common experience that people said, nah, not doing another one too yeah. too hard in the sense of being unpleasant another point about flow that you brought up that i think is important is that there needs to be a degree of challenge obviously you can't be overwhelmed by the challenge ahead it has to be in this channel where it's testing you at the limit of your skills or just above mm. and that's a an important point to keep in mind whether you're a fan of the phrase hard work or not, you will not hit a flow state by staying in your comfort zone or working only on very easy problems. Mm. As you progress, you need to work on big things. You need to work on important things and you need to work on difficult things, mm. I believe. Mm. And that's why you need this flow state because the work you will be doing will be full of effort so if somebody refers to hard work as you know you're doing a lot of hard work you're putting a lot of effort into this i don't think you'd necessarily have a problem with that but it needs to be in the flow state mm. otherwise it's like you said it's just very arduous mm. and any analogy that you have from hard work Hard work does exist. Hard work does exist. I, I think it's just the phrase and the connotations it gives. And you can play with language uh, a lot. You know, one of the things that struck me about it when I was thinking about it the other day, you know, it's, it's very close to hard labor. I don't think anybody would say hard labor is something that uh, you particularly want to seek out. You know, hard labor is dished out as a punishment. And uh, I think that's the, the, the trouble is that... that it's in that Calvinist suffering zone. And no one would suggest that hard labor is somehow made a whole lot easier just by 
getting in the right flow state. No. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen at all. Well, who knows? Maybe maybe there are people who have managed to do that, and that's how they've coped with it. But uh, it's hard. You agree? It's not. It's it's hard to imagine how that could happen. That's certainly, and that's certainly not the intention of of pressing someone to hard labor. Uh, hard labor is meant to be punitive. Yeah, and there is this saying out there that there is no gain without pain. Mm-hmm. Popular, po- popularly said as "no pain, no gain." That is probably true in some limited sense in some areas, but I don't think it's a universal truth. I think uh, I'm glad you raised that because I think it's true that pushing yourself to the point where you feel stretched, which can be an uncomfortable feeling, is good because that's how you grow and improve. Uh, But to sort of think growth and improvement and worthwhile activity can only be those things if it is accompanied by pain is nonsense because actually you can grow when you are having a great time. I agree.